Kia ora everybody, namaskar, greetings, thank you so much for joining me. Today I have a very special guest, Dada Vimalishwa Ananda, who um, I'm so pleased to know who's working in New Zealand and he's been running the amazing project called the um, Feeding Program here in New Zealand for many years now. So I invited Dada to come on and tell us about his experiences, his social service work as well as his um, experiences with Ketan. So namaskar Dada, thank you so much for joining us. Would you like to tell us a little bit about your background that people can get to know you a little bit? Yeah, I, I was um, born in, in Auckland and um, uh, I was looking for a spiritual path um, and then I found Ananda Marga about the same time I found permaculture and, and uh, um, I was looking for uh, social activism and with but with a spiritual base, so then Ananda Marga came just at the right time mm. and yeah I, I worked in Australia and then I went to become a data in Sweden, uh, training in Sweden and um, been posted in a number of countries and, uh, including South America for about mm. uh, 10 years and um, yeah I, I um, about nine years ago or so I, I 10 years I came back to New Zealand and um, doing for uh, the last nine of those and social service project. So what, what inspired you to become a data or an acharya or a spiritual teacher? What inspired you to do that? That's quite a radical step. Um, yeah, yeah I, I didn't quite feel actually worthy of it. And, um, you know, I thought, oh, that's a bit of a challenge, you know, <laughs> um, you know, going away and doing things which maybe are out of my um, you know comfort zone, but um, I, I think Baba was pretty um, um, seemed to give me the appropriate encouragement. My mother, you could say, was kind of like my guru in many ways. You know, she for many years she was you know had a very close relationship with, and um, she visited me in Sydney where I was um, working as LFT and um, she said something interesting, she, we were sitting there in the Dhammachakra room, Baba's photo was there behind me and she said, um, uh, Victor, that's my name, um, you know, you, you, you should do something, you know, you know, you should decide and do something with your life, and go ahead. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, I've I, I encouraged you know, yeah. very recently to, um, yeah, go to training and I was sort of in two minds and uh, just sort of said, that, yeah, okay, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, she might not have realised that was what she was, <laughs> what I was, how I was interpreting it. Yes, but, um, so your, your focus is, you say your focus is Prout and Amut. Do you want to just describe briefly what that is for some people who might not know what that is? Amut has many expressions. It's a Nandamaga Universal Relief Team and um, depends on the local needs and, and Mm. Um, what's yeah, it just sort of came, you know, one data was doing a, um, uh, you know, bringing a lot of food into our house, and, and um, anyway, I just sort of went along with that for a while, and then it was just too much food, so and then, um, through um, just different contacts in the local community here in Greyland, could find that there, there was, um, you know people who could use this food and um, uh, over a little bit of time you know it, it, it was quite a lot of work you know lifting and everything and we got more volunteers involved 
um, such as yourself and um, Tapashi and made a roster and everyone was, you know, about five or ten people were involved. And Amert um, has obviously, there's lots of Amert projects around the globe and you've been involved in quite a few, haven't you? Like you said, South America before. Yeah, in, in South America, um, yeah, I was based in Lima, but um, mm. there was, you know, periodically, you know, rather um, devastating earthquakes. So um, to um, do relief work in uh, two of those uh, donations from overseas and assisted um, different communities. And then there was a flood and we got quite a team together and we, we, we helped in a community. Anyway, I had... Also, Paradol developed, a, you know, I had a strong interest in agriculture and mm. plants, and I was very um, and keen on the neem tree. So mm. I, even I, my moniker on um, on Wikipedia is Dada Neem. Anyway, we um, promoted that, and uh, the um, the town hall. We had a presentation and gave away seeds and. Uh, um, went to about four different places around the era school and um, yeah, mm. several other places where we distributed seedlings and um, and tell us some of the some of the medicinal properties of neem. It's, it's like they call it a village pharmacy. You know, it, mm. it's um, been used for millennia, probably at least five thousand years in India, where yeah. it's originally from. And um, there are hundreds of uses, hundreds of you know ways of taking it, you know, you can take the leaves, make a tea or the oil, which is, um, it, it's it's like, an, um, it's listed on the stock market in India, you know, it's such a, a, a important commodity in, in India. You know, they used to make soap and it's very antiseptic mm, yes. um, for the skin. Uh, medicinally, internally taken, it, it's good for um, uh, diabetes, lowers the blood sugar. Um, people were telling me even it lowers their tendency to eat to eat sugar. <laughs> that they, you know, I introduced people; it was very bitter, you know. And some people would say, "Oh, you're trying to poison me." And then <laughs> the same person, one or two weeks later, you know, would say, "Wow, you know, my sister's so interested in that now because you now she doesn't want to eat sweets." You know? <laughs> but um, yeah, it just seemed to be new, new, new things. You know, we did it, used it. Um, in a veterinary sense, like oil, I, I made a an extract of it, and I, I was kind of marketing it in a, in a you know smallish way. Is it time, possible to grow it in New Zealand, Ada? Yeah, it's, um, I think uh, yes, it, it is. It is um, one thing. I, I, I when I was in Lima, I thought, oh, the climate here is it's not so different from Auckland, and I was thinking, oh, it's not going to be so easy to grow here. Although I found out later that it does actually grow. Mm. It's probably a bit warmer here. Um, so we made a graft of the name onto um, the Melia tree, um, which is um, Indian lilac, I think it's called. Uh, yeah, it's very similar. It's like a cousin of the name. And it's a very common tree actually here in Auckland as well. Um, this every second tree at least is, um, is a Melia. Yeah. And did that work? So, yeah, that was successful. And, okay. um, yeah, uh, I think Neil Lismore, who's um, marketing the, a name graft here. So, so when you it's, graft it's, it on, um, to a local tree, it means it's much better to, it's easier for it to adapt, right? Yes, yes. Mm. It, um, yeah, it, it, like the, that rootstock is, um, you know, it's more at home in that, that particular yeah. climate. And, and, yeah. And, exactly. 
the properties of the leaves, you know, the almost the same as a, as a native name tree, but it will be more, uh, you know, resistant to, to lower temperatures. It's, it's considered one of the most sacred trees in India, isn't it? Yes, yes, they, they plant it um, in front of all the temples, pretty much, mm -hmm. and uh, the Hindu temples, um, like the Tulsi, Tulsi and Holy Basil. It's like Tulsi is very medicinal against uh, yeah. COVID, for instance. But uh, I'm pretty sure Neem would be also. Uh, yeah. yeah. And Daddy, you said before just about Wikipedia. I know you're quite involved in Wikipedia, making entries. So how did that how did that come about? How did that start? Oh well, uh, I was there in Peru, and um, well, I, initially I was just mainly doing e edits on Neem, you know, because I had all this. Mm -hmm. You know, there was all this information and I was gathering about it and I sought to share it. And so I just edited um, the name page then on, on Wikipedia. Anyway, it sort of grew, you know, anyway, it's, it's, it's kind of a way of contributing to the pool of knowledge. But, um, yeah, I, I do a lot less than I used to. I used to do like 30 edits a day, but I'm um, doing a bit more recently, maybe four or five, something. To hear a little bit more about your project. So what inspired you again to start up the feeding program in Auckland? Because I think you're feeding about 15 different families, aren't you, or communities at the moment with your project? Yeah, it's, it's hard to say. We, we distribute to people who distribute to their networks. Yeah, that's um, right. It's um, kind of grown organically, you know, we, not the food that we collect, but um, we, we go to the market every every Sunday um, at the closing time and uh, get the leftovers. People which we have to sort, you know. Some some are very good, and you know they've just been selling them minutes ago, you know. And um, some were marginal, but were at cut price, you know. So we select the better quality from that, and then we uh, we distribute it at that same afternoon, principally, as well as our bread. We've got a couple of local bakeries. One is an organic bakery. We've had relationships with those for years, almost as long as the um, growers you know and they don't like to you know they only sell you know they, they sell wholesale or they sell at the market and um they you know they'd like to see what they've grown you know be useful to people so um, yeah we just wave the hand and you know they say come back five minutes or something they're very they're very custom to you now aren't they you've been doing it for quite yeah, a number of years yeah yeah, even sometimes, you know, people who don't know us, they tap us on the shoulder and, you know, say, come take this. Really yeah, it's, um, it's it's quite gratifying, yeah. It is, yeah. And it's, you know, preventing waste. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, many, many different. Um, we, we can't do all of that help ourselves, so we, we uh, have a whole network of people who, who assist in it, you know, from churches or, uh, yeah. Um, just friends of friends, and some will actually come to the market and help us to collect and distribute, or we deliver to them. They they do it. You know. Organises that he that he, he did a really great thing because um, in in the last lockdown last year in August, I, I remember I just sort of you know uh, I, I I I had bread even here, and I thought, oh no, I can't put it in the patakokais because maybe someone will catch COVID or. You know, it, 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 I was sort of locked down in my mind. And, uh, yeah. After a few weeks, then I just said, nah, yeah, it's time to, you know, go out. And, you know, some people have expressed um, one 
Tongan man, for instance, or his his um, wife actually. Um, she she's very happy that he goes. Even takes the bus, you know, because his car got stolen. I think he he, he takes the bus from well, only hung out all the way to the market. You know, um, she's so happy that he's getting out. You know, and getting you know sun and having you know some interaction. Yeah. You know, even there's not much to bring back. It's it's I think it's very helpful to. You know, you know, connect like you're saying to people yeah. like you know there are no so many yeah. places you know exactly it seems to just have this energy i think doing it is um is helping me and i think a lot of people and other, um, what other um inspiring um projects or thoughts have you been having of late since the last uh few months before the last election we 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 um, Hurry Day formed a political party, so I, I kind of got um, involved with that mm. um, on a on a committee. And Do you want to just describe um, to people the the basics of Prout? Some people might not know what that word means. Right. Yeah. Progressive utilization theory. Um, it's uh, a spiritually based um, um, project for. Bringing society into a balance where where everyone is it can be provided for in, in the society and not not, you know, not not that they get handouts no but they have opportunity to work they have opportunity to to benefit from all of the resources of this universe and those um, resources to be maximally utilised so it it um, says that concentration of wealth is, is actually limiting that that um, movement of the wealth of society. So it would you know restrict that that aspect of wealth. Wealth creation should be there but not wealth accumulation. And um, cooperation, cooperatives is an integral part of society. So it's some people say it's like treating society as like a big family yeah. and including the animals and plants. You know, move towards like we formed a party, but actually the idea of Prout is that parties will not, uh, you know, will, will you know not disappear uh, because they like clearing houses of corruption. You know, where big interests can, you know, uh, subvert the large system. Yeah, and then the proportional representation system. I think that's a weakness. That we, that's sort of you know, uh, yeah. It, it allows the smaller parties in. You know the greens, etc. But uh, I think it, it, it's been seen as also a weakness. You know, they, uh, the, you know, you can't jump the the waka waka the, in, into you know other parties and things like this. You know, it's, it's it actually very much limits the people um, capacity to to fulfil you know their goals. You know, what they what they yeah. promise people. You know? yeah, exactly. It's rather the goals of the party rather than what that local area might need. Yeah. Maybe a, the state system in Australia would be a better example. It's more decentralised into states, at least, mm. where um, you know, rather than being dictated from the centre, mm. uh, people could decide for themselves in the local area. And mm -hmm. uh, cooperatives could be a very strong part of that. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, yeah, mm. would definitely be the, the cornerstone of, of such a system. Yeah, definitely. And um, anyway, there, it's a very, you know, um, full system. You know, there's 21 books about uh, um, from Pio Saka, the, the founder of Anandamaga and Prout, who 
explain um, different aspects of the economy. Yeah, there's not many functional cooperatives to to see, you know, very visible, unfortunately, you know, supposedly um, Fonterra, a big dairy company of New Zealand, you know, it's, a, I don't know, $15 billion or something, you know, um, you know, that that's supposedly a cooperative, but actually it's, you know, they're paying their chief executive $8 million or something. Um, no, it's, it's, it's becoming, I think they're actually selling shares in it now to people who aren't farmers. And they're, they're buying um, milk companies in other countries. It's mm. become basically a multinational. Yeah. Yeah. But um, there are there are excellent examples of cooperatives in, in countries such as in Spain, yeah. Mondragon, Basque region. Yeah, and, and that are just um, the way we we live our lives. I, I think you know, cooperation. You know, like. In a spiritual life, you know, people cooperate, you know, someone do kirtan, someone cook the food, someone, you know, make the reading. Many um, things that um, people do in their lives, are, you know, in the family, for instance, are very cooperative. Yes. It's an excellent uh, model. And to put it in the workplace, I think, would make work much more uh, pleasurable and more like a, a mission, actually, in life. Yes, one of my most um, treasured experiences was in Mamata, Women's Co-op Bakery. It was something that I was completely unknown before. I had no idea what was a cooperative, but it seemed to be, it worked out to be something completely natural. And um, rather than feeling as if you were sort of having to conform, everyone was given the scope to develop their own interests inside that cooperative. And it grew, and there was a few basic tenets, you know, basic um, understandings or basic principles behind that. One was spiritual freedom, and secondly, economic, you know, support. So everyone was paid properly. Everyone had the scope to do the spiritual practice, and it flourished. It really flourished. But it wasn't conforming at all. It was really about everyone following, yeah, as I said, their own particular interests and developing themselves within the context of the bakery. You know, so right. someone right. very interested in making bagels, someone very interested in making cakes and developing the recipes, someone interested in, in working in the shop and or developing performance act activities. There's a, lot, there's a variety there. Like, as you said, like a family, people have different interests and they were able to develop those. Something about your experiences with Kirtan, because everyone, or with spiritual music in general, would you like to share some mm. stories? Uh, I was a very, you know, timid person. You know, that like, uh, you know, like I said, going to training was a big, big challenge. And um, um, anyway, when I was in LFT, I, I was, you know, going to India, which, which was also a big challenge. But anyway. You know, it was, it was different for me, like I'm recording or something. Oh, you know. Anyway, so I, I, I would always be on the back and maybe you know, singing very softly and you know, letting someone else lead. You know, and um, there was one particular gentleman in India, um, in, in Anandan Nagar, um, who, who, who sang so beautifully. You know, he just had this um, very, you know, I don't know, the. the Above the vibration that he, he gave was, was very very charming. I found it very um, fascinating anyway to to observe him. And um, 
one morning, um, the, people were taking breakfast in this tent um, to the side in front of Bubba's house, and um, I, I saw that Bubba was on the roof, and uh, you know he was, you know, doing this as a field walk on looking around, you know, from the roof across the river and across to the Margies, but nobody was noticing. And, and uh, I was thinking, what, what, you know, what to do? And, you know, um, so I just thought, ah, okay, I'll just start doing singing kirtan, you know, so I sang this, the same tune that this, uh, that this Margie had been singing and, um, you know, Baba was, you know, circumambulating there on the roof and then he stopped and, you know, with this PA and pointed him you know, to this, there's this boy doing kirtan, you know, <laughs> probably certainly not well enough for him to hear. Um, anyway, I uh, I was doing kirtan and then I noticed that all behind me was um, other Argis doing kirtan, and, uh, including this, this gentleman and his friends also accompanying them. Yeah. And um, somehow from that moment, I, I just had lost my you know, nervousness and, and mm. fear of doing kirtan. Mm. And, you know, many fears were sort of disappearing in that way. Oh, that's a great so that story. That's true, Dada. You seem fearless when you play kirtan. You seem lost in it, actually, lost in the flow. Yes, yes. Yeah, it was just, yeah, it took me out of my um, my limits here. Yeah. definitely this experience. Mm. Thank you, Dada. Is there anything else you'd like to share? Anything that comes to mind that you'd like to share before we we finish? Um, yeah, I, just um, yesterday was um, Dadichi Devas, mm. and um, it was shared by um, Krishna in Hawaii, who is um, anyway. He was living living in in Brazil, and he knew that uh, Dharma Devananda. Uh, mm -hmm. Wow. And uh, who was Baba's PA in the um, time of the um, year when there was a big attack on Ananda Nagar, actually. Mm -hmm. And even though, it was, you know, thousands of people were coming and, you know, firing arrows and threatening and injuring people and actually people were killed, that Baba insisted so strongly to, to Dada to just be positive, you know, be positive. So I always like to say that being positive, like, you know, going out to the market, do, doing the good things, good things, yeah. never um, entertaining doubts, you know, even when the odds seem You're right. extreme, You're right. wow. just go ahead. Wow. And, uh, yeah, that, I, I'd like to get more details of that story from Krishna. It's, um, it, it's uh, Baba was always saying, be positive and, and that kind of really that that's when I sort of start to really understand what that that could mean, you know. Yeah. And, um, when we just move beyond our limits, this would be. Well thank you, Dada. Thank you so much for that. It's very very interesting and I really appreciate it. So normally we yeah, well, end, thank you, normally we end with a bit of Ketan, so I'm wondering if you'd like to share share a few minutes of Ketan. Well, Okay, um, I can sing that tune that uh, yeah. <laughs> I sing yeah, in front of Baba. That that'll time. be wonderful. Okay. Yeah, just uh, with voice. Okay. Baba namo kevalam 
Bhavanamukhe Vala 